Hi, this is Tariq Moody from Hyphen. On this episode of Hyphenated Conversations, we delve into the melodic and personal voyage of the critically acclaimed artist Sampa, who has graced the music scene with his emotive vocal texture and innovative sound arrangements. With his latest album, Lahai, Sampa takes us on a profound journey, tracing his roots, embracing the joy of fatherhood, and exploring a rich tapestry of musical influences that have shaped his unique sound. In our conversation, Sampa opens up about the intimate inspiration behind Lahai, a tribute to his paternal grandfather and a reflection of his newfound role as a father. He also shares his evolving artistry that effortlessly blends different genres to create a rich, immersive sound palette, embodying a hybridity that resonates with a broad spectrum of listeners. So, um, your new album, Lahai, which is amazing, by the way. I, I really love it. Um, it is his name after your paternal grandfather is also your uh, middle name, correct? Yes. How has that, uh, how has your grandfather, if, if any, influenced your musical journey? In what ways does this album honor to explore your heritage? Um, you know, I actually, my grandfather passed away before I was born. Uh, and so I was gifted his, uh, his name as my middle name. Um, but it's, um, I guess whilst I was making the record, um, and it being, you're coming from like, I guess a, a personal place, uh, and you know, becoming a father and, and also kind of, I guess, looking, looking back as well, looking at my, kind of, my, my parents and thinking about my lineage, it just felt like the, the right name really to use, uh, um, and it also, which, what's not, what's been nice about it is that it's been kind of excuse to learn more about my grandfather, if anything, mm. you know, like family members who kind of maybe t- you know, telling me stories or um, telling me more about him, a man I didn't really know and wasn't really told too much about, but I, mm. I have, I share his name. So, yeah. Um, What kind of stories did you learn about him? Um... Just that he was like a, you know, he was quite like, a, he was a pillar of the community and he he helped to build the mosque back in Sierra Leone and things, things like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, on your previous album, Process, you developed, you delved into themes of loss while Lahai described as a coming from a happier place inspired by fatherhood, which you kind of mentioned before. Congratulations on being a father, by the way. Um, can you talk about this evolution and how becoming a father influenced the thematic and musical direction of the album? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, um, you know, I think, you know, becoming a parent is it's kind of all hands on deck and it wasn't something that suddenly just started to emanate from my music straight away. But I, I guess, you know, um, it's it's an ever growing influence. Um, I think in terms of the record, um, you know, I was I was pondering a lot about kind of time and and time travel and um, also the, uh, on a kind of spiritual journey, I guess, or or, or, or of sorts. Um, and you know, I was just recognizing that you know how special. Um, it is to be able to, uh, 
become a parent and and to uh, watch someone grow and just the kind of cosmic awe of it all, you know. Mm-hmm. And see, um, I think that's what being a parent kind of highlighted. And also, just um, on a kind of practical level, I feel like my problem solving skills got better, or you know, my <laughs> my, my my patience sort of grew. And that happens yeah. when you have a kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things I love is the production uh, on on your albums and your music. Uh, La High uh, uh, merges kind of the soul music with synthesizer and drum machines, and I love the percussions, how you program the beats. Uh, and it's a fusion of genres. Like, it's a lot of different elements. How do you approach blending these elements, and how do they serve the overarching narrative of the album? Um, I feel there's an element of, like, it, it comes naturally to me. Um, it's just a part of my kind of DNA, which is, you know, this hybridity, you know, um, influenced by, you know, the, the, the city I grew up in and, and my, my heritage and, you know, the friends, the friends I have and the brother and my brothers and their taste. So I feel like, um, you know, and I, and, and also, you know, in retrospect and while I was making the record, I was, I, I could recognize the thread, you know, like I grew up on listening to jungle music by my brothers, um, and house music, uh, and, you know, and then, you know, later on in, 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 in my kind of teens, I got into like psychedelic orchestral soul, like mm-hmm. that of the likes of Rotary Connection and ranges like Charles Stepney became really influential and Minnie Ripperton's first record. Mm. Um, alongside Stevie Wonder and, you know, listening to grime music, drum and bass. So, um, yeah, I think, um, it, it was a natural, natural thing. Um, I kind of, I think the thing I do is like, I'm aware of when music started to take me, take me in a certain direction. And I kind of just, I feel like I'm getting more, or was, I don't know if better is the, is the right word, but I'm being able to, uh, express what I'm hearing or where I'm seeing the music going. So, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't too overly conceptualized. Um, but, um, yeah, definitely. I definitely see the thread, especially through, you know, music coming from Africa and the grooves, uh, um, how they kind of permeate through a lot of the music I was making, even, even through to things influenced by a kind of Reiki and Steve Reiki and, you know, uh music which you know also has its thread to uh you know uh i guess uh, african music so yeah i feel like that's the real thread between everything uh, speaking of you know africa you, you your roots are from sierra leone correct yeah so how has these roots uh and wide range of musical influences that you just mentioned shaped the sound and the storytelling the lyrics of Lahai. Um, it's interesting because, like, I w- I've mentioned it quite a few times. Like, there's a, there's a particular record called Waratan by an artist called Uma Sangari, um, that really just kind of, um, you know, found in myself mid to late teens, and um, it really just hit me on a on a kind of spiritual level. Like, it almost felt like it was something I'd heard before um like in a past life or something like that like but it also felt very fresh uh and it kind of you know doing you know more reading and reading certain books um i guess i have like this interesting perspective that like sometimes going further into your past feels like you're also 
seeing something more advanced like it's, it's also informing the future uh, like this like the music had a, a special quality or technology to it that it was like like it's telling me something then mm. um yeah i don't know so basically what i'm trying to say is that like i have a very natural sort of gravitation towards this music which which kind of originated from mali and, and you know and sort of studying my own family history you know we, we were you know uh, i'm from sierra leone but i i seen my family moved around um, um, and you know definitely passed through mali at some point um considering my, my, my family name um so it was interesting to me that i had this real uh connection to the instruments that are being played and the way that the music been sung um yeah i don't know some something that i'm sort of still investigating um, going back to the album, uh, song only, which I got a chance to hear, like before the album came out, uh, explores themes of faith connection among others. Can you develop, delve into the process of exploring these complex themes musically and lyrically? Yeah. Um, in you know, a lot of my, my process is, is going into the booth, uh, and freestyling. Mm-hmm. And so, um, usually things are on my mind or if you know, I kind of, I think I sort of made the instrumental first with, with El Grincho. And um, I think, you know, I think sometimes, um, you know, it gets to a point in any sort of decision-making process where you don't have all the answers and mm-hmm. you kind of just need to sort of jump off the cliff and in, in a sense, in, in, a, in a positive way, <laughs> I mean, um, and I mean that in terms of, you know, becoming an adult. Sometimes, uh, you know, you recognize what you need to do, but the doing it becomes progressively more difficult um, because maybe of your awareness of the environment and and the potential outcomes. Um, and and I guess faith becomes a, a more important device in, in terms of sometimes being being able to let go of every single, you know, having to know every single thing, but knowing that you need to either move or stay still or whatever it is that you that you need to do so i feel like it's me recognizing that and also you know sometimes recognizing my own value or you know on top of you know you know being humbled by by the world and the way the world is and recognize the recognizing the way the world is the way it is um is also you know even in like sort of musical vision or if, if i have an idea feeling like i don't need to be an expert or i don't need to be mm-hmm. the best to 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 really follow follow something down a path, I can, you know, trying to trying to sort of uh, elevate out out of those these kind of um, thought patterns, I guess. And, um, yeah. and um, you have some collaborations on this album, like artists like Yeji. Um, can you talk about how these collaborations came to be? Why did you pick these certain artists, and then how they enriched the album's sound and narrative? Yeah, I mean. A lot of the uh, um, record was recorded in London, and um, you know, uh, I was sort of more homebound, and um, a lot of the artists are artists that I've known, I knew already, um, I have worked with before, and you know, just setting up sessions, I just naturally kind of reached out to them, and um, it was all—it's all been quite organic. Um, even like with the AG. She passed by the studio, but just it was just to meet up. I was just in the studio and she was in town and we'd been meaning to kind of link up. And then um, someone was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's around. 
because she passed through and she did and she listened to some music and she was like, let me, oh, do you like me to do something? And I was like, sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, she was really in tune with, you know, I guess the, the sentiments of the record and, and just saying some beautiful stuff. Um, and it was, it was just, it was perfect. And then, yeah, just like, yeah. A couple more questions for you. Yeah, go ahead. No, that's cool. cool. Yeah, got a couple more questions for you. Um, You know, working an album is a very interesting creative process, but then you do it live, right? So what is is it like taking this product you spent very long and hard and transforming it live? Like, what's experience like when you go on stage for the first time with this new project? in front of people, your fans and audiences? Oh, it's, it's a long process. It's, a, it's, I find it quite, uh, I can get quite anxious about it. And, you know, luckily, you know, I'm surrounded by great people and you know, I have like Quake Bass, who's a music, musical director um, in terms of like, you know, helping me put the, the show together. Um, who's, you know, I, I really wouldn't be able to do it without him and, you know, just having people uh, and have a have a great band as well who um, really push me forward and sort of motivating me in 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 that space. So, I mean, and and the first time, yeah, the first time I kind of go on stage, it's like it's pretty nerve wracking to be honest. It's one of those <laughs> things you can't you can't really account for how your body's going to react. Mm. And usually, what happens is like a flood of sweat just comes out of nowhere, and my heart starts beating, <laughs> and all these things that um you know that happen that you just you, you can't really. Uh, account for <laughs> uh, but luckily you know I'm, I'm i'm definitely supported by some incredible musicians and people so it's been it's been great and speak of that um my final question um being from across the pond i play a lot of uk artists and i notice at least from my perspective the very collaborative scene between genres um the jazz scene works with you know, the hip hop scene and therefore the electronic scene and all that. Is that true? I mean, my feeling that feels like it's very collaborative over there. Is that true? And like, why do you think that is? Um, you know, for coming from London, especially, I feel like there's an, there's definitely like an open mindedness and, you know, like, and also a sign of the times, you know, like mm-hmm. there's so, you know, uh, we're so available to each other scenes that really, exist in kind of like in isolation as much as they may be used to um and you know people you know like i think a lot of musicians and producers are are influenced by so many different types of music and you know london's definitely like a multicultural you know melting pot Mm -hmm. and it's it's all it's been the center of of many it's, it's of many different types of music you know and it's 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 taken on music from the us like it's its own Mm-hmm. It's like house music, you know, and or drum and bass or jungle or left field electronic or dubstep or you know jazz, uh, uh, Hispanic music, flamenco. You know, you can find yeah. all these different things in London uh, and be surrounded by it. So it's just like I think it's just a natural progression, you know, that 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 that, that musicians are becoming more and more sort of collaborative and crossing genres. And, I mean, they have been for ages, but I definitely see it in a band. Huh? Well, thank you. Um, I know you got a limited time, and I know somebody else is coming on, so I'll, I don't want to take any more of your time. But thank you for 
talk to me again. Congratulations on the album. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate it. And man, I saw, I mean, the first time I, I think I, you were on a, the first time Subject Tour, you were with them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I saw you in Chicago. Ah, like, crazy. That album. And I haven't got a chance to see you then because I live in Milwaukee and a lot of stuff comes here, but, uh, Okay. I appreciate, appreciate it. And again, your voice, the production is just something unique that I love. And we got in heavy rotation here. So, we're on our second single already. So, well, thank you so much.